the Core presents Sales Training Bootcamp with Rick Ruby. Today's topic, my biggest life lessons. down. I got to tell you, um, I have three companies in my life in business, which is a lot. Most of you have one job. I have three companies that I have to run. I have to be a partner with Todd to run the corporate. I have my branches. Where are my 30 loan reps? Give it up for my loan reps. My guys, my crew, my 30 are here. Super fun watching them all grow. I have from Brenda, who's been with me for 22 or 23 years. She was an underwriter. She came to me and said, hey, I want to be a loan rep. I said, sure, go work for this other company for a year and then come back and see me. So she went to work at this other company, came back and see me one year later. Just a great person, friend. I'm godfather to her children. We're going on vacation. Our families are going on vacation this summer. To Steve, my wonder boy who I've had for about 12 years, who was an intern for another loan rep. He was going to Michigan State to be an accountant. And he said, he come to me, he says, I want that job. I can be better than that guy. I says, okay, accountant, come on. Now he's a monster loan rep, like tied for second place in units, just does a great job. To my nephew, Tyler, who just came to work from, where's my nephew, Tyler? My No one praises Tyler. You haven't met Tyler. This is the party animal of party animals. So my nephew is, I, I, I lost a son, okay, 27, 28 years ago. So there's not, anybody ever lose a child? Anybody here ever lose a job? It's me and you are bonded for life. Do you understand? It's a bond that you can't get with somebody. You're never supposed to bury your children. Your children are supposed to what? Bury you. So I got two healthy girls. We have a third child. He has a bad heart. Lives for a year and a half. Has all kind of heart surgery. Doesn't make it. Huge, painful time in my life. And my nephew, my sister has this boy. And I'm saying, I want that kid. He's a pretty good athlete. I'm going to hang out with him. So I do a little wine and dining, you know, the special uncle kind of stuff, you know. So he gets a scholarship, Division One athlete, college football player. I mean, he's a beast. He's six foot one, 260 fullback. I'm thinking he's going in the NFL. I'm going to be his agent and get to steal all his money and retire. I got a whole plan. Couple injuries. He don't make it. He calls me up. He's graduating college. He says, Uncle Rick, you know what? I want to be like you. If you do it legally, I'm coming to work for you. I said, it's legal. Come on. So he's learning the mortgage business. He's in his first year. He's closing loans to my little girl, Pam, down here in the front. Super proud of who I am, the toughest on of everybody in this room. Pam come to me about four years ago. Four years ago. She can't be but like 19. And she wants a job. She knows somebody that works at the core and she wants a job. She gets turned down for like three jobs, right? Three jobs she gets turned down. She keeps reapplying, reapplying. She gets this job with us. She's like... Like, I've got to stop and tell you for a minute. I have three businesses and three women that I count on. So listen, I count on Chris Ringrose. I don't need to know this stuff. Why? I know she's what? I know she's got it. Now, it took us a long time for us to get on the same page. She thought we were adversaries. We're not adversaries. Your job is to, I, we have this vision, me and Todd. We go get the business, and you've got to do all the work. That's, that's our plan. Okay? <laughs> that's really how I work. Okay? So she does all the work. I, me and Todd get all the praise. Todd gets most of the money. It's a pretty fair deal for everybody, okay? So, you know, she does all the work. I got this coaching company, unbelievably famous. And listen, 
My wife runs it, and she's more OCD than Chris. So if Chris thinks we're adversaries, I'm married to your twin sister. It's ridiculous, okay? OCD, everything is a plan and a flow chart, okay? That's not how I live my life. So what she learned that Chris hasn't learned, I don't really want to know the details. I don't care about them. Just make sure they're done perfectly. You understand? And I don't set too high of a bar, do I? So when I came to this company, I did not feel we were good operationally. I feel that this year, around June, we turn the corner and the operations are good. Raise your hand if they're good. They're good. Now, you all know me. Is good good enough for me? Good ain't quite good enough. So me and Chris know that we want to make it great. So for me, I live my life on a jet ski. How fast can you turn that jet ski? Really, really fast. She got a dog on ocean liner. 1,100 employees. They go to make a change. It takes nine committees. Eight executives have to sign off. Then we'll be able to change a system. It just doesn't work at the speed that I work at. So, I mean, I think that she's doing a really good job. I think my wife does a good job. And then from our branches, we have Lisa Keating. How about Lisa Keating? She's like the rock star, rock star. I only run good branches. Why? You know why. Right. But you'll get to the point, like she calls me up in the beginning of the month, tells me how many loans I'm going to close. And then she calls me on the last minute of the last day of the month and always closes what? More than she promised. Do I need to know anything else? I ask the same question. Do you have everything you need? She says... Then she leaves me be. You understand it? We just haven't got quite to that point yet. But that's, that's where I get operationally. I live my life in sales and money. I live my life with salespeople because that's what I am, a salesperson. So um, Todd wanted me to let you get to know me, which is weird as weird can be to me. Okay, It's like, geez, oh, Pete, why would I do that? So, okay, I'm going to share you some stories about my life. But some of these people are important. So Pam's a staff person for our coaching company for three years. Quadruples her income as a staff person, which how hard is that? Really hard. So she decides, I'm going to be the HR manager of this company. She's learning everything about HR. I'm really excited. She's like, my wife sees her as a mini-me. She's super organized, super OCD. Pam comes to me and says, she's a concierge dealing with all my top salespeople, I'm going to be a loan rep. No way. You don't have the personality. And she's, oh, yes, I do. I said, listen, you're boring. Okay, Boring people do not make good salespeople. So I still tell her that all the time that she's boring. And listen, but let me tell you the key to why she will kick all your butts. She'd been a loan rep for nine months. In November, she made 15 grand. In December, she made 17 grand. And then the good news for me, January, she made two grand. That's good news for me. Why? Because she was having too much what? Success. And she needed to realize how hard is it. So it was a little awakening. And she's so OCD that all her files go smooth. Well, not knowing all the business, she's literally been devastated on some of her loans. How many can relate to being devastated? You're just shocked. Now, my nephew, Tyler, he don't know nothing about mortgages. He don't think the guidelines are important. He wants to be me. He wants to rant and rave. He wants to yell and scream. And he wants to make a lot of money. He always talks about taking over the empire. You can have the empire, but you've got to learn the business. So Pam knows the business really well. And listen, how many Mondays do you call 40 realtors? Every single week this year, she's called 40 realtors. Anybody else done that? Now, listen. If you meet her, she's sweet. Sweet is not a good ingredient to be sales, okay? She, doesn't. she is a sweet young girl that follows the plan exactly, and what will happen to her career? If I took Ring Rose and made her a loan rep, what would happen? She'd blow up. So I think that I have all types of relationships in my life, from people that have been with me a long time, the people that are brand new that I'm investing in, and I care. And listen, I am really, really rough on Pam. You're not going to do it. You don't have the personality. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make big money. What am I doing with her? Giving her some what? Remember we talked yesterday. What am I giving her? 
some adversity to say, the old man don't know what he's talking about. So she comes to me and she says, oh, I'm going to close 80 loans this year. I says, no, no way. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll make you a bet. You close 79 loans, you owe me 500. You close 80 loans, I'll give you five grand. Why did I make that bet? For me to win 500 or for her to get five grand? My girl Katie, my phenom rookie, okay, third year to what, 274? Two seventy-eight, third year in the mortgage business. Give that up. That's pretty impressive. Seventy grand, one sixty, two sixty. That's an amazing three years. There's people in the room that don't make two sixty. They've been in business ten years. So listen, my people follow a process and a program because that's how I live my life with a process and a program. Me and Derek were talking earlier, who I love, one of my favorite people, Derek Polder. Uh, I just, I think that. I know a lot of people across the country. He's the next Todd Screamer. He'll own a big mortgage company. He'll run a big mortgage company. But he literally got so good with his processes, he forgot to be a what? Salesman. And he forgot to be in relationship with people. So, I mean, it's, this has been a crazy journey. I'm 55 years old. If somebody asked me who I am, I'd say, I'm not really sure, but I'm trying to figure it out. How many can relate to that? You're trying to figure out who you are. I'm still evolving. I'm still growing. Hopefully, I'm getting better, but sometimes I take steps backwards and I go what? I make mistakes all the time. Way more often than all of you. I make way more money than you. Why? I've made way more what? Mistakes. I screw up all the time. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is not who I want to be. How many can relate to that? Cool. I'm a man. Like all the broke people in the room and all the rich people in the room are both full with the same thing. What are they all full of? Fear. The richest guy is full of what? And the brokest person is full of what? Gosh darn, that don't make no sense, does it? Yeah, I got all this money. What am I afraid of? Well, when I started out, I got kicked out of high school. So what was I afraid of? Being a what? What do you think my old man told me I'd be? Nothing. He said, you never be nothing. You're a loser. You're going to be broke your whole life. You've been dead for 30 years. If I don't want to go to work, I sit in the park lot and I close my eyes and I hear who? You're not going to be nothing. You're a failure. And I'm like, geez, oh, pizza. I wish you would have lived and he could have said he was proud of me. It was ridiculous. But you use this stuff to motivate you. You understand that? You use all this stuff. So I got all these stories. Like you got all these stories. And I make them what? Bigger in my life to motivate me to do stuff or inspire me to get to something. It's been a crazy journey since 18 years old. I get kicked out of high school and I go to Tennessee because I'm going to go to Texas. Remember when you could work on the oil rigs, 20 bucks an hour? I'm going to Texas. Well, the money ran out where? Tennessee. Okay. <laughs> no money, nothing. No credit cards, no job, no relative. I've been, why do you think I get kicked out of high school? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not brilliant, but I'm not stupid. So why do you think I got kicked out of high school? I hate authority. I won't follow any rules growing up. I got to, it's funny. It, it, the craziest thing happened to me about nine months ago. I'm down visiting my daughter who has three babies. My mom comes over, and I don't have a very good relationship with my mom. Any of you have a struggling parent relationship? Any of you struggle with a parent? It's a, it's a hard thing when you're like, this is your mom. This is supposed to be who? Your protector. You know, and it's like, I remember about 10 years ago, and I'm doing pretty good, making some money. We're on the phone, and we get in an argument, and it happens. And she says to me, and I'll never forget as long as she lives. She says, I always know I'm going to read about you in a paper. I said, that's exciting. My mom wants to read about me in a paper because I know you're a criminal. That's what my mom says to me. Okay? It's like, wow. And people are like, wow, how come you're so hard on your mom? Because that's pretty painful for your mom to say that. That's really bad stuff. So it's like you have all this stuff. Listen, you heard Alicia's stuff yesterday. Some of the biggest people in the world have had the craziest what? 
craziest stuff to overcome. So I grow up in this dysfunctional family. I leave high school early. I go to Tennessee to make my fortune with no money and no gas in the car. And of course, I get in trouble because I'm a raging maniac early on in my life. And I get, listen to this, I get 90 days in Nashville County Jail. Now, if that won't straighten you out, a little jail time will straighten you out. People say, people are like, you must have been in the military. I said, no, county jail. Same thing. <laughs> you learn discipline. You learn some rules. You learn some guidelines. And I'm in there and I'm deciding, this is not where I want to live my life. A life of crime is not, and I didn't get nothing bad. It was, you know, disorderly conduct, striking a police officer, nothing major. <laughs> Minor rebellious behavior. It's not like I'm a thief or a criminal or anything like that, okay? I just had some trouble. And it's like, it makes you think about your life. And my first mentor came in my life, so I don't know nobody. I get out of jail, my car's impounded, I got nowhere to go, and let me tell you, they call them shelters for a reason. They're not a fun place to be. And after a couple of days, I got this religious uncle that lives down there. I mean, he's one of these Southern Baptist religious freaks. I'm like, oh, I don't want to call him. God, I got nothing to go. So I call him up. He's, oh, yeah, you come stay with me. You can work for me for no pay. He didn't tell me that till later, okay? Work for me for no pay. Live in my house. You got to go to church five times a week, mandatory. And you're on a 9 o'clock p.m. curfew as long as you're staying in my house. I'm like... I'm a rebel with a cause here. I got plans. I got things to do. And I go to work for him. And he had a heating and cooling company. And he bought and sold old cars. And that's why I fell on old cars. And he was first taught me about being a salesman. That you got to be, even when you don't want to be, you got to be charming. Listen, I met somebody last night. I met about 50 of you last night. And this person says to me, I have to be honest. I don't really like people. I said, me too. It's okay. I don't like people. But sometimes you got to be nice to them. To get him to give you what you want. So my uncle taught me that. you got to be charming. Now listen, I've met a lot of you. When I say Pam is boring, it's not that she doesn't have a great personality and a great person. She's not what? Outrageous. you got to be memorable. you got to be outrageous charming. you got to be the best gifter, the best thank you cards. So I want you to get a clean piece of paper. We're going to go through this journey and learn about ten lessons. Okay? So... The first thing I want you to write down, I want you to write down this. Me and Rick are both messes. Write that down first. Me and Rick are both messes. Because we have to start there, don't we? We are what? Spectacular, famous, rich people? Or a bunch of knuckleheads trying to figure it out? Which are we? Bunch of knuckleheads. Raise your hand if you can agree with me. Give me some love on that. We're knuckleheads. We're a mess. We're trying to figure it out. But I'll tell you this. I am an L-O-A-M, and I want you to write that down. And I've been alone for 18 years. I'm alone. L-O-A-M. You know what that stands for? Chris likes acronyms. Less of a mess. That's what I am. And every day is a chance for me to get better. Now, sometimes I step in the dog poop, I wipe it off my shoes, and I take another step forward. I will tell you this. Those of you that I have already offended, and those of you that I'm about to offend, I apologize. My intention is only to help you make more money. That's what I live my life about. You think I'm kidding? If you followed me, hung out with me, the guys in the cigar store, I teach them how to make more money. The people I hang out with, I teach them how to make more money. The car guys I know doing cars, I teach them how to make more money. This is my skill set and what it has turned into a, a learned behavior that I want to what? I want to share it. It's so fun. Making a ton of money. You know, I was doing a budget class, and I always have my budget in the budget class. I'm like, geez, well, pizza is getting ridiculous. I make a ton of money. I save a lot of money. I give a ton of money away. It's what? It's fun. Write down, getting rich is fun. 
It's fun and you all don't even realize. When you have more money than you can ever spend and you give away to strangers and relatives and people call you up and say, what do you say? Sure, I'll donate to that. No problem. It's fun getting rich. I'm telling you, it's worth the work. This has been a crazy journey from flat broke, not a dime, not a car, nobody to help you, to making unbelievable, you know, it's crazy money. It's just been an unbelievable journey. And I have people all the time that ask me how I did it. And it's like these 12 people in my life. So I'm going to take you down a journey of some of these 12 people. So my first uncle, super charming, great salesman. He spent the time to do the schmooze. What's the schmooze? Build the what? Build the rapport. You got to build the rapport. You can't rush it. It's like going on that first date. You got to spend that time. You got to build that rapport. You got to connect about their life. And we connect through Ford, F-O-R-D. We talk about people's families. We talk about their occupation. We talk about their recreation. And we talk about their dreams. My uncle didn't have a, like, I don't have a, I'm not a naturally a charming person. So I have to have a, a formula. Like, okay, how do I become charming? So I heard this years ago at a seminar, and it made sense. I like cars. I like Ford. I like acronyms. I like a lot of acronyms. I can talk about somebody's family. I can talk about their occupation. I can talk about their recreation. I can talk about their dreams. Which two are the most important? Family and dreams. So I want you to go to the person on your left, talk about their family. Shortest person, talk to the longest person about their family. Go ahead. Come on back. Easiest conversation to have in the world. Are you married? Are you single? Do you have children? How old are your children? What do your children do? Now, Todd taught me a secret about Ford. Okay? This is Todd. All Todd. And you want to write this down when you're mingling. Why, why, why? you got to go deeper three times with the conversation. You have kids? How old are your kids? What do they do for fun? Oh, my God. Are you involved in their activities? you got to talk about their family in depth. What we do, because we want to get to the end of the line, we what? We rush the mingle. So my uncle taught me to schmooze. I will never forget that lesson. Uh, any of you remember Green Acres? My uncle is Mr. Haney, just so you know, okay? Now, he would sell all kind of stuff for all kind of weird prizes, and he gets in all kind of trouble for some of the stuff he sells, but he could talk people in anything. So I developed that skill over 25 years, to be charming, to know how to mingle. My problem with Summit Funding, I never spent the time mingling. It's like I got so many people I'm in relationship with, they either come along or they get left by. And a lot of you have been left by on the side and wanting more direction with me, but we didn't have a connection. So Todd wants me to have, a, like, me and Mike Borland are making progress. Me and Kevin are making progress. But so many of you are in the core. I already have a deep relationship with you. I'm like, I got a relationship with 40. I don't need 40 more. But if I'm going to be part of it, I got to be part of all of your life. So you're not going to learn from me until you trust me and you respect me and you get to know me a little bit. So that's why we're doing this. So mingling properly is a big skill. How many can do a better job and take more time mingling? This is one of the most important things we do. So I moved from Tennessee. I worked for him for a couple of years for no money. It was a fun experience. I got all kind of religious experiences in my life. Okay, Whew. Religious and Jesus are two different things. You all understand that. Okay? Religion is about what? Rules. You can't smoke. You can't drink. You can't do nothing else fun. What the heck are you supposed to do as a Southern Baptist? I don't understand. You can't dance. You can't do nothing. Okay, So... You know, I moved to Michigan, I get married and start raising babies, and I'm delivering furniture at a furniture store. Perfect job for a big bruiser like me. I loved it. Man, it's fun. You throw in the furniture, you deliver, and you race every day to see how fast you can get the route done. Right there, you all got to learn. You got to what? Race to get the task done. The 40 realtors every Monday, it's a race. Perfectly well done, it takes how long? 
It takes two hours. Some of you are like, Robin's like, I'm the Monday, Tuesday girl. And she's like, how come I don't get more stage time? That's why. You're the Monday, Tuesday girl instead of the what? The Monday girl. So listen, you call 40 realtors every Monday. Are you going to make a lot of money? Guaranteed. If you mingle with them on the phone, you'll make even more money. Pretty simple. Okay. So I've got in the furniture business. I've had great people that have taken me under their wing. Now, a lot of you have had great people take you under your wing and you did what? You walked away. The door knocks. I open it. I'm a very big believer that you can only learn from the people that are teaching you. I am a total package of the teachers I have had. These 12 teachers, I can show you exactly what each person has taught me and three or four lessons I have learned from each one. Most of you have had mentors come into your life and you've what? Like somebody came up to me yesterday and said, would you mentor me? I said, I already am. He walked away. He should have said, no, 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 I need a little more than this, okay? And I told another guy, I said, call me. He's like, how? Figure it out. If he wants to get a hold of me, can they get a hold of me? I don't email, I don't text, I answer every phone call, return every phone call. Every phone call, no matter who you are. You call me, I'll help you. Dan Miller, who we've been, it's a weird relationship because Dan's Todd's friend and I'm Todd's friend. So I don't know if what kind of weirdness we had going on. It's like a cat fight been going on for three or four years. But I like Dan, he's a really good guy. He comes to me today and says, can you help with my p and So man, I'd love to, you're one of the best guys. I'll learn so much from you, we'll learn from each other. I said, we can each find four basis points Talking once a month, that's a heck of a relationship. Do you know what I'm saying? Four basis points for me and him, we do the most volume. It's a lot of money. But you got to share resources. Learn from these people. I gave you ten great coaches. I gave you all the presenters for you to learn with. How many of you spent private time with one of those ten? Raise your hand. Show me you did it. Less than half the room. And what did I tell you all? I spent ten spend time with one of these ten private people. I went to all my people and what did I ask? Who'd you get private time with? I was with Robin. I was with Alicia. You understand? So, my people know when I say to do something, you what? You jump. Some of you are confused. You're my people. So what do you have to do when I tell you something? You gotta jump. Like, listen. Draw three little circles on a piece of paper. About one inch so you can write in them. About one inch of what's getting good instruction. About one inch, three inch, three circles next to each other. First circle. First circle, right, drifting. That's where I spent most of my life. I floated around, wasn't sure what my plan was, didn't know what I wanted to do. Next circle, Todd Screamer, driven. How many of you are driven? Raise your hands, you're driven. You're driven. Todd Screamer, not me. I'm not driven. I don't have that. I don't have a self-motor. Nope, I'm the third box, brother. I'm directed. Somebody's been pulling my strings for 35 years. It's a problem with you people. You're not under authority. You're not looking for somebody's approval. You're not trying to get a pat on the head. Because listen, I'm scared and I'm insecure. So I want approval. The people that work with me, they want my what, Derek? Approval. Derek wants my approval. JJ wants my approval. Alicia, when she's not hating me and telling me our relationship is dysfunctional, she wants my approval. But the other time, she's realizing our relationship is dysfunctional. Yes, of course it's dysfunctional. We're both dysfunctional. It's not. We couldn't have a normal relationship, okay? I don't really know what that looks like. Listen, what does normal look like? Unhappy, out of shape, broke. Y'all want to be normal? Y'all want to be normal and boring? I got no interest. Now, I don't want to be exciting and broke either, so I want to find a nice common medium. You understand it, okay? Some of you have too much personality and not enough structure. So, I go into furniture business, and this guy says, you're going to be a furniture man. 
I says, no. He says, you're going to be a salesman. I says, okay. He gives me a suit. Now, he's about 5'9", and I'm 6'1". So I had to uncuff the pants, and it was pretty stupid looking. But I wore the suit. I learned how to sell furniture. I said, how do you sell? And this guy, just see anybody from Phoenix? Danny's Family Car Wash is my mentor. He, he now went to jail, so we'll take the previous before he went to jail. But he got the richest guy in Arizona with all these car washes. I mean, he's the Mac Daddy, right? But originally, he was a radio preacher, just so you know. And then he became a furniture manager, and he taught me how to be a salesman. And first thing he says, he says, I'm taking you home with me. Nothing crazy. Now, remember, I'm from Detroit. We don't buy that kind of route. Okay, so listen. He takes me to his house, and he takes me in a bedroom that's turned into a walk-in closet. And the suits are lined up. The shirts are lined up. The shoes are lined up with shoe trees. He says, listen, your wardrobe as a salesman are your tools. I can relate to that on blue collar. My wardrobe are my tools. They have to be sharp. They have to be clean. They have to be pressed. He was impeccable dressed, and he carried himself that way. He was a man on a what? He went to Phoenix. He became one of the most famous businessmen in Phoenix, owning tons of car washes, restaurants, just a man on a mission with a purpose. He says, you carry yourself. He said, you act like a duck on the water. You're smooth as silk. Underwater, you're paddling like what? There you go. That's a good word. So listen, you got to be together even when your stuff's not together. You got to be confident. You got to be dialed in all the time. That's what he taught me. Now, the assistant store manager, John McArdle, abused me, yelled at me, called me names, embarrassed me. Now, back then, I was physically violent. I constantly wanted to what? Beat him up. So listen, called me names, disrespected me, abused me like nobody had done to me since my own man. So I had hatred for this man. Hatred. Told me I was the worst closer in the office. That, hey, you go talk to their clients and you give them to a real salesperson to close them. Some of you, I should be talking to your clients after you've talked to them. Why? Because you can't what? Sign here. Write that down right now. Sign here. That's your new clothes. Sign here. They say no. You say what? After that, if no, put why not. Got it? Sign here. No. Why not? That's your script. I'm a real big script guy, aren't I? <laughs> Sign here. Why not? Answer the problem. You understand it. He taught beat on me in closing. Got a heart attack and he died. So he's deeply cared for by all the people in this place. Deeply cared for but me. Everybody goes to the funeral. His wife works in the office. She comes back that day. She says, how come you didn't go to John's funeral? I said, honestly, I hated him. <laughs> this is like two days after her husband dies. We know I don't pull punches, Chris. Okay, I lay it out there. I speak what's on my mind. I said, I hate him. She says, I want to tell you something. He talked about you more than anybody at the store. And he told me that you were going to go the farthest. I'm mega rich because of that guy dying, you understand? Him abusing me. For those of you who think I'm too tough on you or I'm mean to you, it's because I see what? The greatness in you. Ah, God, that word. Let me tell you about that word. Some of you have a lot of potential. <laughs> Toilet paper in my right hand, your potential in the left hand. I got to go to the can, John. What am I taking? Your potential or that toilet paper? <laughs> so listen, I don't see your potential. I don't see it. I see what you can be. 
I have a skill set that I have developed. It's my best skill set. I set high expectations. You close 10 loans, why not 12? You close 12, why not 15? You close 20, why not 30? Oleg just closed my kid that I love that's 31 years old that I coach. Now listen, four years ago, he makes $149,000 in my program, which is unacceptable. End of a long event like this, 500 people. I said, Oleg, come on up here. He comes running up thinking he's getting a what? He getting a prize. He really excited. I said, everybody, this is Oleg. They say hello to Oleg. I says, Oleg is the worst salesman in this program, and I am firing him tomorrow. Now, what do you have to say for yourself? Why do you suck so bad? And he says, well, currently, that's what I'm choosing. Threw down the mic, walked out. I thought he was what? Three months ago, he closed 88 units in one month. 88 units. Now, just so you know, that's a record of all the core coaches, of all the famous people, 88 units. Write that number down. That's your new bar. Beat that bar. 88 units in a month. Listen, if this snot-nosed Russian can do it, what? Snot-nosed little Russian kid. I mean, he's scrawny. He's like 112 pounds. He's a little fella. And I asked him this year at the, at the Mega, after he had such a great year, he made $2 million this year, closed 88 units in a month, broke all records. I mean, we got famous people. Sheila, Josh. I mean, we got some famous coaches that work for me. I mean, these are like nationally recognized the top guys in the planet. And he crushed them all, set a record. And what does everybody else do when they see a record? That is an untouchable bar because that person must be what? Better or special than you. You understand that? You understand that? I'm not special. I might be special ed, but I'm definitely not special. I out-earn you all because I outwork you all. I see more people. I do more sales calls. I've done more face-to-faces. I do more prospecting. And unlike most of you, I don't focus on developing 20 skills. I develop three skills. Does that make sense? So, I have excellent coaching skills of getting more out of people. I set high expectations, and I'm a money master. Raise your hand if you went to my money class in the last two days and saw my budget. I am a what? Money master. I make a lot of money. I give a lot of money. I save a lot of money. I have a super low overhead. I pay for everything. The only thing I don't like about, well, there's a lot of things I don't like about Trump. I don't like that he has such leveraged investing. You know, borrowing money to borrow money. I don't believe in it. I'm everything liquid. So I think that these guys have made huge impacts on me. I can still hear, not McCardle being mean to me, but I can hear his wife saying, they thought you'd go the farthest. Now, Art Vans has a dialed-in sales program. They are tough. They, are, they put out some great salespeople. And man, that she said that about me, I never forgot it. You people hear special stuff and you what? Well, probably because you hear a lot more special stuff than I do. That's why you forget it all, all the time. But listen, you got to develop some drive and you got to develop some ability to go get it. Todd's natural. Some of you said you were driven. I'm not driven. I'm directed. Call 40 Realtors. Why? Because I said so and you work for me. Be a loyal soldier and eventually in your dreams you could become a what? Warrior. A warrior where you make a million dollars every year. You work 40 hours a week. You got great staff. You got employees. You got people that you get the honor, the honor to mentor. Listen, it's not my opportunity to mentor you. It's my what? No, it's my responsibility. I'm paying a debt, John. Do you understand that? So the people that come up to me say, man, I met you three years ago. You changed my life. I'm making so much money. You're awesome. Listen, I'm just paying a what? A debt. I want you all to owe me so much about your finances and your business that you owe me a debt. 
And the price to pay that debt is go change three people's lives. I'm going to give you a homework assignment. I want you all to watch a movie. And it's an old movie. And I want you to rewatch it. I want you to watch the movie, pay it forward. It's unbelievable. It's about changing three people's lives so much that they feel obligated to change three people's lives. That's it. That's the point of the movie. Somebody helps you, you help somebody else. That's what the core and summit funding is about. That's what we're about. You bringing up somebody under you and somebody brings you up. That's who we are. Listen, I'd rather be a unified company with 150, 220 right now. I'd be passing out pinks to about 70 of you. But I'm the nice guy around here. You understand that, okay? So listen, why do I say that, that I would fire 70 of you? Some of you are choosing to suck. You are not playing great. You are not providing for your family. Now listen, I guarantee you, I can be way better than I am. How many of you can be better than you are today? Better, better than you are today. You've got more in you. You can play at a higher level. It requires more passion. All of my mentors were passionate. They were excited about the journey we were on together. And when I meet with a lot of you, you're just not that what? You're just not that fired up. Alicia gave you the key word yesterday. What was it? You have to be what? Obsessed. Write it down. I have obsessed about these three things. Because that's all you can be obsessed about. Let's make work one of them and you pick two more. Okay? Hopefully it's family, Jesus, community, savings, whatever. But you got to be obsessed. Todd's obsessed. You all know somebody that, like it's funny. I talked the other day about going to the gym and this older guy walks up to me. Man, he is buff and rock hard. And he's like, Man, I get it, brother. I'm in the gym two hours a day, six days a week. I said, I bet you ain't making jack for money, are you? He said, well, no, I'm not really. How do you know? Because he's obsessed about the wrong thing. I want two or three hours in the gym a week to be able to work harder. You understand that? This is lessons. And they were painful. And they were hard. And I learned a lot. I worked for Joe Stump. Anybody ever seen Joe Stump? Owned a company called Buy Referral Only. At the time, Brian Buffini worked for him. And I got honored to go work for him. So I sat in his room at a seminar. He asked to see how much money we made. I wrote it out, my $1 million as a W-2 loan rep. Since 1995, I have made over $1 million. Nobody can provide more tax returns over a million in the mortgage business than me. I've been chasing them all, fighting with them all, competing with them all. Listen, write that down. You need to get big time competitive. You need to pick people off that were on this stage and you got to need to do what Alicia does. What do you think Alicia does with them? She's really charming to them. Then she knocks them off. She gets all their little secrets. She implements it all. Then leaves them in the dust. Okay. She's super, super competitive. So this year, JJ beat her and she'd been on top for four years. So I start poking her. It's okay to be number two. Having a better balance of life is more important than being number one. And I'm poking her and getting her. I hate you. <laughs> She going after JJ. She don't want to admit it. She's like, I want to have balance. I want to win. No, I want to have balance. I want to win. I want to, I want to win. And eventually she'll go win. You understand? Because that's how my girl is. Because she is dysfunctional and I love her for it. You understand that? A lot of you are way too sane. You got to be more outrageous and you got to be crazier. So I'm going through this journey and I go to this seminar and I meet Joe Stump. And I walk right up to him and I hand him my sheet. I don't sit in the background. I did what Todd did to me. I went up and met him and said, hey. I like what you're talking about. This referral stuff sounds pretty cool. I'm all realtor. I don't get any referrals. I don't work my database. He says, how long have you been in the business? I says, 10 years. 
He says, you pretty good? He sees my numbers. He says, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. He says, I want you first class mail to 800 past clients. First class mail. I said, why? He said, just do what I said. So I went right home, scrambled all the boxes. Got, I mean, we had no CRM. So we got all the files in boxes and we write down all the addresses. Unlike Mr. Derek, first name, last name, keep using that CRM. Okay, that's working out really well. Okay, Thank God you screwed it up. You go back to the relationship guy. So I send this first class mailer out and I get about 175 what? That said what? Yes. So every three or four months, you got to send your database mailer how? First class. And you'll realize. So he says, how much you make per file? At the time, you could charge whatever you wanted. I was making about 3,500 alone. He says, you just lost out on 500 grand. I says, how much is your program? He says, I want five grand a year. I said, here's three years. And I gave him $15,000. And I said, how often can I come? He said, you can come every month. What do you think I did for six months? I followed him around all the country and met with him every month. What do you think happened eight months later? I was on his stage. He says, will you get on my stage and share? I said, I have never done that ever in my life. What's the number one fear in America? Public speaking. Raise your hand if you got that bad boy. I'm going to make you all get on stage sooner or later. You understand? The key with fear is what? You got to attack it. Listen, I read a... I don't know if it was a book or Todd sent me a, maybe a, a, Todd sends me a lot of paragraphs about books, so I think I know a lot about books. <laughs> he sent me these little, these little, and first he was sending me like three pages of notes. I said, no, three paragraphs about the whole book. So he's got it down. He helps me out. He takes great care of me. And it's like, it said that your success and your fear will go hand in hand. And I'm thinking, well, that's pretty good because I'm scared to death. I'm scared every time I do a talk that what? No one's going to show up. No one's going to like it. Uh, what value do I have? I talk about simple stuff. You ever heard of Glassdoor? So Glassdoor cracks me up. This is like some anonymous site for people to talk about you. So there have been some current and ex-employees that wrote about me on Glassdoor. And it says, the old man's old and tired, but his stuff works. I said, that's exactly true. I'm old and tired, but my stuff works. And if you yell about it loud enough, it'll seem really, really important. You do understand that, okay? So you got to emphasize. you got to be passionate. So I go to work for Joe. He's the best public speaker I've ever seen. And he teaches me the first day how to make all this money. Do you think I ever stopped mailing to my database? How many of you did not mail 12 times to your past clients? Raise your hands. Guess what every trainer teaches? Every trainer teaches what? Mail to your database every month. How often, how often do they move? Let's say seven years. What percent is that out of 100? About 15%, 7 out of 100, 15%, okay? So, listen, 15% of a move a year. So, if you got 500 people in your database, that's 65 deals. Now, what's the dream of every relationship you have? What's the Rick Ruby dream? Scotty, tell them the Rick Ruby dream. Get how many clients from each client? I want one client from every client. So, listen, you write this down because Joe taught me this. Hey, I want to call you Alfonso, Alfredo, Luigi, Antonio. Okay, you've been around a long time, but you're not on my radar yet. Why? Because you're sucking. You're not putting up big numbers. So listen, I've known you for how long? Semi-good relationship, semi-bad relationship. I've only offended you probably close to 10 times, not 20 times, right? So probably 10 times I've offended you. You learned anything from me? Yes? Would you do me a favor? No matter what I ask for. Why don't you give me one coaching client in the next 12 months? One lender or one realtor? Can I count on you? Yes, sir. You sure? Yes. Cool, thanks. Do you know who they are now? Cool. So listen, we commit every client for what? One client. You send me one stinking client. If all of you got me and Todd one client, we're going to double our company. 
You're confusing the whole process. You're saying, I love referrals. You got the little sticker, the heart. I love referrals. Ah, that stuff cracks me up. It's junk. You tell somebody, I care about you. Did I take care of you? I need one stinking client. I want you all to walk out of here and you program every client. Look, I need one thing from you. I need one client and no bad comments on Glassdoor. Those are the two things I need from you. You understand? <laughs> people crack me up, but they'll say anonymously. Ah. It's said on Glassdoor that Rick hates fat people. I'm like, wow, that's rude. It's true, but it's rude. <laughs> now, listen. There are people with thyroid conditions. You agree? There are. And then there are people that aren't committed to fixing it. And listen, the truth is, weight issues normally comes from where? Deep inside pain. So I understand that there's pain inside of you. Because I have that pain. I, I have the... Brett was one of those fat guys. Brett Blaustein. He dropped 130 pounds. He had emotional issues. He's still working on them. So listen, a lot of weight stuff and a lot of bad marriages and a lot of fear of prospecting is that inner fear. Listen, I'm super insecure. I'm always looking for approval. I'm always looking for a pat on the head. I'm not social. I'm dysfunctionally social. If I go to an event of non-realtors and loan people, I stand there like this. Because I'm like, what do I have to say? They're not going to like me. It's not. I mean, I'm as, the most insecure you could find. And I get on stage all the time and put myself out there and take risks. Because, you know, I went for Joe. And the first time I go up on stage, people got PowerPoints and they got presentations. I'm like... Oh, my God, I couldn't follow a PowerPoint. I wouldn't know how to work the button properly. Okay, it would crack me up. I said, look, I'm just getting ready to go up on stage. And he says, teach about how to work realtors. So I know that I can do it. I said, give me two tips. Just two things that you know as an expert. And I guarantee it'll work. So I'm going to give you my two tips to be on stage. How many of you are on stage in front of groups? Raise your hand. You all should be doing them, right? So listen, the two tips. Share pain and be real. Share your pain. Share the struggle. I mean, it's like... I love Alicia, but she shares a lot of pain. That girl can go. She had some stuff yesterday going on. It's like, and listen, I love her. She's at a point where she's working on her stuff. She's fixing her pain and her fear. She's really doing a lot of personal work. Listen, how many of you need more personal work inside dealing with some of these issues? We've got to deal with this because it can eat you alive. How many of you do not sleep well at night? Raise your hand. I guarantee it's anxiety and worry. Raise your hand if that's true, anxiety or worry. Look at this. That's all... Stuff from being insecure and not feeling like you're good enough and you're 724 in the business. This is stuff going on. So listen, the sleeping problems, the weight problems, it's not personal, it's emotional. And I can relate to it when I see it because I have those pains from all these scars growing up. That Listen, my scars are all healed over. They are. I know that I'm a pretty good guy. I know I'm a really good earner. I know I'm a good teacher. After a long time of something happening, you start to what? You start to believe it. I know I'm good in front of an audience, so as I'm always popular in front of an audience. But I share pain, and I be real. And I try to talk about a couple things. So I think you've got to get in front of audiences. I want you, raise your hand again if you have fear of public speaking. Raise your hand. I want you all to do this. All of you that have that fear, I want you to give you a homework assignment. I want you to call the local chamber of commerce. And ask for the president of the Chamber of Commerce and call him as many times until he lets you talk at the Chamber of Commerce. They bring in a speaker every month. You just go talk at the Chamber. Who's talked at the Chamber? Cool. I want the rest of you to talk at the Chamber. You get in front of about 50 business people. You share your story. Teach them a couple tactics. Show them your 622. Show them your greatness tracker. Show them something and they'll love it. Okay? Because when you're on stage, it makes you credible. So I want you to do that. I think that's an important lesson. So I work for Joe. 
And Brian Buffini and me both worked there. And he paid me a ton of money. He paid me 20 grand a month. Flew me first class. I got on stage, yelled and screamed. Brian gave his little song and dance. He's funny. I was the yeller. So that was kind of our mix with Joe Stump. And Brian went on and became very famous. And I went out and became very famous because Joe wouldn't what? He wouldn't pay properly. So what do you have to do with really valuable people? You got to pay them. It's a big lesson, you guys. You got to pay people properly and you got to make sure they're getting money. Like I'm a freak when my top people are not making top money. I can't stand it. I never want to touch anybody's money. I'll yell at them, call them names, but by God, I want to send them home with a big paycheck. Like listen, my top guy, Steve, has the same problem that Derek has and Alicia has. Their teams have gotten a little out of control. So the financials are a little weak on their teams. So I've been bugging him and bugging him. He's avoiding it. He don't want to deal with it. I'm like, oh, God, these young people make a little money. And what happens, Derek? No, they just think they know it all. You understand? I ask you specifically because that's you sometimes. You do know that, right? Okay, good. Okay, good. Good. As long as you know it, okay? So listen. And so finally he's talking to me, and he renegotiated a couple contracts. I'm going to tell you a secret. Me and Todd taught you to have a per deal bonus. We were wrong. Write down no per deal bonuses. No per deal bonuses. So listen, you can't take them away. It's hard, isn't it, Steve? But listen, when it comes up for renewal or your annual review comes or you hire a new person, no per deal bonuses. Because it sounds great when you're small, but then when you're big, what happens? You're paying a fortune. You're way overpaying. I got some of my guys that have teams. They've got 26, 27-year-olds, staff people, making 80 grand. That's ridiculous. It's too much. So listen, over 50, you better be the best staff person ever or you better be in sales. You understand that? So I learned these lessons from Joe working the audience for six years, going to a show 15 times a year. Brian Buffini shows up at 11, leaves at 12.05. Rick Ruby shows up at 8 o'clock, leaves at midnight. You understand? Because I got to what? I got to learn. So listen, I spent six years following a great public speaker and all speakers when I do events, like when I headline mastermind for Steve, who called me last week, who I've abused him. How bad? Pretty publicly abused him. He calls me up and says, can we bury the hatchet? Would you come back and headline my event? I says, no, your event sucks. Why would I want to headline it? I don't believe in it. I don't like all them different people telling all them different things. We gave you a congruent message of what me and Todd believe in, taught by people that we know are experts, that you can see all their rankings. So it's got to be really credible. You've got to be a really good public speaker, and you've got to get in front of these people, but you've got to pay your people properly. So after that, I had Keith Cunningham, famous rich guy, who's read uh, Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Cool. Keith Cunningham is the rich dad and rich dad ported. I met him, tracked him down, called him, flew to Austin, Texas, hung out with him, pursued him, paid him 3500 an hour to talk to him on the phone. And he's smart. So it was horrific calls for me. So he's like, theory of why this happened. I said, I don't care. Tell me what to do. He said, I don't coach like that. He's, Todd would like him. It's theory and ergonomics. I still don't know what that means. And I'm like... I wait 55 minutes, five minutes left. Please give me some homework so I know how to make more money. I learned all about culture from him, feeding your people. You got to feed your people at your offices. All our events, we have a lot of food. Feeding your people says what? So if you have a branch, you got to have food. You start with a bowl of oranges, then you get some snacks, and you keep going. At my office at the core, we have 50 employees. We pay $600 in groceries a week. We buy nine pounds of lunch meat, instant oatmeal. They can have breakfast, lunch, snacks. They make all their friends come work there. You understand that? 
and I pay conservatively. But you got to make it a better culture. And he taught me about culture for your employees that you can't just beat on them if they don't feel cared for. So that's a big lesson. I learned a lot from him. My latest mentor has been the best ever of all of them. The Mac Daddy. His name is Roy. Now, I met Roy in a cigar store, which you can meet some fine people in a cigar store. Mostly men. Okay. So I'm in a cigar store and I meet Roy and he's talking and I'm talking and I'm liking what I'm hearing. And when I like what I hear, I want to what? Get a little closer. See if it's real. And then I want to look behind a curtain. See if this is the real deal. And this guy is slamming. His dad was a colonel in the army. He's military. He's a pastor at a bunch of big churches. He's a big time evangelist. And he is what I love about Jesus. He's a warrior for Jesus, not no wimpy Christian. You understand it? He's getting it done, hammering it. So we're starting to talk and hang out. He says, let's go to lunch. I says, cool. He says, you obviously make a lot of money. I said, I do. <laughs> he says, how much do you make? I said, I'll be glad to tell you. I made about $1.6 million last year. He says, wow. He said, are you generous? I said, yes, I am. He said, how much money did you give away? I gave away 10 grand. Feeling really good about myself. He says, that's not generous. You're greedy. Greedy? I'm shocked. And now I want more. And he's teaching me. And he teaches me how to be generous. And he teaches me how to give money away. And the change in the last five years, I can only point it down to two things. I've become really generous financially with my time. And for some reason, which I don't really like because it's a thing I don't like, it's kind of making me like nicer a little bit. It's like, ugh. It's like, ah, take a shower, wash that off, okay? I want to be nasty. I want to be tough as nails. I want to hold people accountable. So I've been working with Roy for about seven years. I took up golf because he loves what? Now, my personality in golf, I hate it. But I golf every single week for four hours. I chase that little ball 112 times to get it in 18 holes. And I go to this side of the course and this side of the course. And I golf with Roy because he talks about, how are you doing as a husband? Well, not very good this week. Here's the nine things I did wrong that pissed her off, okay? Uh, how are you doing as a leader? Oh, I had these two people quit me. And this person said she hated me, that we were dysfunctional. So I have to talk about all that. And so he works on me all the time. And I see him on Wednesday nights for a Bible study. And I see him Tuesday for golfing. And I spend as much time with him as I can. Because what I learned early... You want to be a great mentee and get all the benefit out of your mentor? The price is time and obedience. And most of you need to learn the second word more than the first word. Me and Todd give you some great stuff. We try to bring you all great experts. you got to be more obedient in life. Now listen, I like Chris. He's super dedicated to the company. And listen, as we've done well the last eight months, I'm a huge fan. I've got her back. I would fight any battle with her. She's the most protected person in the company right now, just so you know, okay? You do not want me as an enemy, okay? Listen, and I got her back, and she's gotten it done. And all the charts and the stuff, I love it. I just care that it's good right now. That's all I care about. And when it gets great, I'll be really, really happy. And I know she's going to make it what? Great. How many believe she's going to make it great? Give it up for her. Give it up for her. She's going to make it great. Todd's putting together a good team. The problem with our team is we grew too fast. So we outgrew our team and our management team and our leadership team. So we've had to bring in some new people. So we're in those growing pains. How many of you are feeling that in your team, some growing pains? You're growing a little too fast. Don't have the right staff. Don't have them aligned. So these are some lessons I've learned. 55 years. Knucklehead, a little less of a knucklehead, still a knucklehead. Remember that. I'm nothing special. I just get special results. Because I put in the what? 
the work that I have learned from masters. I've learned from some of the best people in the country how to do these different things, how to make money. But it's not like, anybody here do martial arts? Auto, of course, okay. <laughs> tai Chi, right? Isn't that what's, what's Tai Chi? Yeah, okay, so listen. So somebody told me that martial arts is not a thousand different moves. It's five moves done a million times. Some of you are looking for too many different moves. So I'm going to give you a final outline and we're going to get out of here. You need 20 to 60 realtor relationships that care about you and you care about them, that you know their kids. You, you know if you're in relationship when you get invited to their children's and their spouse birthdays. You've got to be in real relationships. So listen. I have people over my house every Thursday night, every Sunday night, every Monday night. I have a poker game on Thursdays. I have Sunday and Monday. We watch Sunday night football, smoke cigars, and watch football. Sometimes there's one guy there. Sometimes there's six or seven guys there. you got to invest your realtors at your house. How many can commit to bringing them to your house? Raise your hand. Fire pits, poker games, cigars, whatever. Okay, I don't know what you chicks do. What do you guys do? You do like, like crochet, what else? What's where you do the albums and you put all the pictures in? What do you call that? Scrapbooking! I'm kidding. Okay, of course. I'm modern. I'm modern. So listen. you got to have these 20 really good relationships. Now listen, what you've been doing with me, write this down. you got to have fun through the loan process. you got to have fun. If it's not fun in the process, listen, I'm not funny. I'm not a fun person to hang out with. I'm funny on demand. I'm not a fun person. I'm not like... Let's go hang out with Rick. Let's just call Rick and talk. That's not who you are. You call me up and say, I suck, fix me. And I fix you. You understand? That's how it works. So I'm a serious, intense guy. But sometimes you've got to make the process funny. So I'm going to tell you how to make it funny. So you're going to tell your clients, you ready? You're my applicant. This is your young husband right here. Do you guys really want this mortgage? There's two things. Do you want to know what the two things are? You sure? If I tell you, are you going to do them? You promise? So this is my setup. The first thing, I'm going to call you 10 times and bug you for documents because I don't really know what I'm doing. So how many times am I going to call you? 10 times. You have three hours to get me the documents. How long do you have? Three hours. First rule, 10 times, three hours, right? You want to know the second rule? You have to get me two names before you close. Now, does that mean you won't close if you don't give me two names? Yes, but I can't say that. I can't say that, but that's the truth. You understand? I need two names. So call you 10 times. You've got three hours. You got to get me two names. Got it? Can you do that? Cool. We're going to get this through. She leaves. I call her up. What's your name? Julian. Julian. Okay, Julian. Okay, you from California? Obviously. Okay, good. <laughs> Ding-a-ling, answer the phone. Hello? Julian, it's Rick. You just left my office. Are you excited? Very excited. Cool. What are the two rules to you getting this loan? Get all documents back to you in three hours and give me two referrals. Do you have those referrals for me now? Yes. You do? Then you might be approved tonight. So when I get those conditions, you have a good night and you trust who? You trust me, girl. I'm going to get it done. You do that on every single application, you'll be rich without killing yourself. Is that complicated? Is that funny? It's funny, isn't it? So listen, you literally tell them, I can't say you won't get approved. But you're not getting approved. And they will get you what? Simple. 20 to 60 good realtor relationships you hire. Let me tell you when to hire. Every two months, you take your average of volume. Every six deals closed over a two-month average gets one staff person. So if you close 25 deals a month, you need how many staff, Derek? Four. 
There you go. Now, that's the model to be efficient. Now, the themes of the year. I'll give you the three themes and I'm out. Three themes of the year. You're going to have to buy into them because these are our themes. We're going to be efficient. We're going to get it done faster with less employees. How many can commit to that? Raise your hand. Ms. Ringrose, thank you. We're going to be efficient. Number two, we're going to be fiscal. We're going to squeeze every penny out of our comp plan. We're going to get every possible penny. Like Steve just restructured $1,800 out of his team overhead. I said, you know that's a lake home in Michigan. That's a second home. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Well, I think about it like that. That's why I count my money. Okay? So we're going to be fiscal. And I'm going to tell you what I'm going to want from corporate this year. Yes, they are closing on time. And yes, they are closing smooth. Now they're going to serve me my food with a smile on their face. Because sometimes I feel like I'm a burden when I call up. Because they're still so what? Busy. As they get less busy, they will be happier. Does that make sense? Have you noticed that already? Cool. So when they were overworking them, man, every problem is what? A nightmare. They got to work 40 hours a week so they can be fun. This has to be done with a smile. The food has to be served happily for us to do a good job. So listen. I had a great time. We're going to go to break for 15 minutes. I'll see you all soon. Out. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.mccorretraining.com.